0: That reminds me why we've actually got uh, the Iron Warrior performance yes. t-shirt up on the you, screen. You man. are what you create. Just shout out to Justin. Yes, A big Justin fan of Smith. the podcast. And yep. we've actually been... Long
1: time uh, supporter. been
0: meaning to give a bit of a shout out to the boys on the rig. On the rig, yeah. Not well,
1: he, he could say boat, out to the rig, but he goes out like a chopper. Does so, he? Yeah, he's, he's a real, real fancy Chopper pants, out to the yeah. rig. He
0: was meant to actually, and boys who are listening, he was meant to actually send a, an email with a list of of everyone's names, yes. so we could give you all individually a shout, shout out. out yep. He's neglected to do so, good so at one, the moment, Justin. you're just the boys on the rig. On the rig, uh, but thanks very much for tuning in.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. And yeah. that's uh, Justin Smith down at the, the Iron Warrior down at Tassie.
0: How are you, brother? Yeah, I had my shirt on yesterday. I did a bit of a workout, it was good,
1: very nice.
0: Now, Rawdon, this is uh, a big and special and yeah. uh, slightly cortisol inducing episode, yes. yep. but uh, one that has to happen. And I guess the sooner we get it done, uh, the sooner we move. Forward, yeah, and you uh, <laughs> stress and, and chronic stress. It's all right.
1: uh, it's all relative.
0: But this is essentially our. Promo episode for the upcoming Under the Bar Fat Loss Specific Seminar.
1: Version 2.0.
0: So we've collated all the feedback we got from the first one, and Mm -hmm. we've got a change of location. Mm. Aside
1: from the feedback where they said different presenters involved, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to disregard that feedback. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. So yeah, yeah, we've got a new uh, venue just just being finalized, so it's uh, quite exciting. But if we can square that one away, that'll be a... A really, really uh, amazing experience. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, look, I mean, the logic with that, uh, Tommy, and uh, is to really razzle dazzle them with a, with a nice facility and, and yeah. amenities, and and coffee and uh, unlimited coffee and tea. Yeah. So the actual content that we present on the day will be uh, will be forgotten, inconsequential. Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah, yeah irrelevant. Very good. Mm.
0: Now the the seminar itself is going to be. Uh, the last weekend of july so yes. it's going to be on the saturday mm-hmm. saturday the 29th of july okay. that's when we're going to run our run our seminar fat loss seminar
1: yeah Well, fat loss is the, is the, the is the key that yeah. was the
0: other feedback we got they they would like to get some s- stuff s- specifically on fat loss yeah. so we've geared our content around that mm-hmm. you can go to underthebarpodcast.com yep. to secure tickets yes what we're going to do later on this show, we've got Vinny, Dr. Dr. Vinesh Bash, yep. Singh coming in and groundskeeper Willie, yep. Luke Tulloch, our resident neuroscientist. Mm-hmm. and The boys are going to be in here in the studio. We're going through what they're going to talk about. And it's, yep. it's really exciting. So I think probably who's first up on the day, mate? you Vin- Vin- Vinny uh, going to go first? Yeah,
1: we're going to. Well, you know, Vinny uh, drew the short straw last time. So we threw him on last when everyone was getting a bit tired and sleepy, <laughs> yeah. not paying attention. So you're going to take that one. There. You're going to bring up the rear. I'll bring up the rear. Up the rear. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to throw a uh, different format, like I think we've alluded to a couple of times when we have spoken about this. But Lukey and uh, Vinny will be up first, first cab off the rank, and they'll be running through their presentations, uh, you know, up on the podium, you know, dancing away. They'll be uh, <laughs> they'll be doing that first up, and then uh, break. And then we'll come on in the in the afternoon and um, I present first and you present second. Yeah, we'll to, do our thing. And then the Q&A and, and all yeah. that cool stuff at the end. And uh, all four of us up there, uh, mics on, might even have the headsets if we can. Mm, that'd be uh, nice. That'd be, that'd be pretty slick. Yeah. Uh, then we'll do Q&A to wrap things up at the end of the day.
0: So we'll go through the specifics of what they're going to cover when they are uh, when they join us in the studio yep. on this episode. But essentially, Vinny's going to be looking at primarily gut
1: health. Uh, that's a, the one that the, I know... Um, we had James Kahn on talking about gut health. But it's a, uh, I guess, uh, we, we spoke about this, but it was something that was sort of big, lot of emphasis put on it uh, you and I recall a few years ago mm. it w- was all that and then it's it's disappeared a little and and, and not such uh, uh, a significant thing to be considered with uh, the fat loss but now it seems to be okay look we have to accept that the gut is actually uh, it's really important and uh, we should probably know what to do and what not to do and 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 what things to look for when we're looking at optimizing gut health um, so that's where we're at at this point in time so it's actually quite quite uh, quite significant for Vinny to be tackling this one head on
0: well mate I mean it's kind of the obvious thing for Vinny because pretty much every person that he deals with in his practice he's working from the gut and, and building things out from there and so he'll go through Gut health as it relates to brain health, neurotransmitters, yep. how that relates to performance, mm-hmm. all these various mechanisms with inflammation and preventing
1: fat loss, and yes. really cool stuff. So, he's going to tie it all in and sort yep. of paint the picture, and then tie it all into uh, fat loss. So that's yep. going to be the thing that we're really going to hit home at this uh, uh, seminar on fat loss. It's yep. like, yeah, this is this is uh, what we're going to talk about, and this is how. And then uh, why, and then what? I mean, yep. what can you do to, to, to actually um, influence uh, the, the garden, uh, in, uh, optimize uh, fat loss, I guess you'd say. Absolutely.
0: So Luke will be on next with his mm-hmm. uh, with so with will like tag team yeah You're so it. Vinny will go we'll have some questions for Vinny Luke will come up his content's quite closely linked with, with mm-hmm. Vinny's yes what he's going to be looking at is leptin some of the pathways involved in leptin and how the gut health plays into inflammation and leptin signaling signaling and, and, and how that actually influences behavior and yeah. eating patterns mm-hmm. and food choices that, yep. th- that the client is making yeah. and, and why it can be difficult for some individuals to stick to a nutrition plan it might not be as simple as they have a, a weak ability to comply yeah. to a plan but there are greater, greater forces, forces yeah. at play yeah yeah yep, yep, um, yep, yep. so he's going to break down all that and as So i are
1: looking at uh, the again being a neuroscientist looking at the the endocrine side of things and and, and hormones that are involved and and painting a bit of a, a picture there so we can we can further understand the the, that side of things in regards to the physiology of fat loss that's exciting yeah
0: and then he'll start to bring that into some of the practical things we can do as yeah.
1: trainers it. in writing plans for our uh, clientele yeah, yeah. it's yep. so give us uh, again a practical application mm-hmm. now tell me tom is he is he gonna uh is he gonna uh, gary torbs the, the <laughs> insulin fairy is yeah. that gonna uh, rear its ugly head again uh, he's gotta it at least be a couple of minutes uh, ripping into um uh, Gary at some stage I would be very surprised if it didn't happen yeah. I mean, maybe we
0: give him five minutes at the start just to get yeah. that off his chest vent. and then we can all move forward yep. Yes, yes yep, yes. okay all right, so, cool. so we'll have Luke and Vinny back in the studio in a, in a little while's time Yep, Rodham, why don't we now go into uh, a bit more balls deep into what you and I are going to cover very good thanks Cam Well, well
1: you're back you're back on under the bar <laughs> and uh, I am coach uh, Hewitt toothong uh, Hewitt in the building <laughs> and I was gonna say look before we go into all that cool stuff there was uh, we were gonna do a, a little bit of a, a talk about what's been happening with you and uh, we had a bit of a chat uh, which sort of ties into I guess what we're going to uh, the crux of what you're going to be presenting but but I thought that was uh, podcast worthy sure Um I sort of when Tommy and I were were chatting before we went to air. uh, For for those of you that are listening, we were Mm. talking about. um, He actually, (laughs) Tommy sent me a pic and he tried to bait me on the weekend. Sent me a pic saying that uh, he wanted to prep for the uh, IFBB Arnold Classic next year, and uh, yeah, full Uber. So using uh, using every uh, one of everything. Yeah, uh, Yeah. uh, one of every anabolic he can find. (laughs) And um and and the pick actually looked uh, the the best I've seen you look for for quite some time, and I went, oh wow! I said, look, uh, it was actually Taz his his better half that sent the pick, saying, hey, Tommy told me to send this, and you know I I, I smelled a rat, and I, I said, yeah, right, okay, yeah, cool. When when are we going to start? And I said. Tommy uh, would rather cut his wrists before even contemplating doing a prep in any way, <laughs> shape, or form with me or with anyone. With anyone you know, it's yeah. just not, not his thing. But but I did admit that uh, the picks look good, though. You know, and there was certainly some potential there. So for any anyone that didn't know you, they, they'd be quite uh, excited about the prospect of working on for, to get you on stage. And and some of those uh, for our listeners more of a classic style of physique uh, than a hulking mass of of muscle. But um, but anyway, then you then you sort of said, "Well, yeah, I looked at that pic and I and I, and I thought, hey, you know, I'm uh, maybe well, I'm doing something right. Like it's all this is the best I, I feel, and and, mm-hmm. and and the weight's gone up, and I'm leaner than what I normally are." And um, so we sort of had a bit of a, "Well, what, why? Like, what, what what's different?" So, well, let's yes. share it with our listener. I mean, I've been
0: trying Listeners. to sort of uh, the reason why I sent that photo through to you, mate, was because it's the first time in a long time that I've actually felt uh progress you know like i can yeah i can increase my calories and and i'll get a bit bigger and heavier and a bit fatter yeah and then i'll reduce my calories and i'll get a bit smaller and a bit leaner and and i just pretty much oscillate between ebb ebb and flow ebb and flow yeah but for the first time in a long time i've actually i've put it definitely putting on muscle yeah and i'm like with what i'm eating i should be getting fat and i'm waking up each day going oh my god i'm not getting fat yeah it's quite surprising so it's been an unusual experience to fuel this uh, yeah. genuine progress yeah. that's been happening the last couple of weeks yeah. or last month it's been the accumulation of a, yeah. I guess a few months is starting to manifest and it's like what you talk about these I guess uh, the results over time and how yeah. it can take a bit of Averages take time, time for things to start to manifest but there's, there's a few variables at play and it's hard to identify
1: which one and we came yeah. to the
0: conclusion that it's this is the perfect storm Synergistic
1: between all those things getting getting, yeah. you know, getting uh, close to where they need to be. But if I think
0: about what I'm doing now that I wasn't doing before, mm. stress management, yeah. lifestyle is yeah. definitely different. So yes. I'm doing about 10 or 12 PT sessions a week. Oh, which, mate, which is compared to what you used to do. Which is like
1: But luxury. it's not to say that, I mean, for our listeners, oh, he's only doing 12, but there's a lot more that you then are doing. Instead um, of that, the yes. time is being spent more wisely, more productively. More,
0: doing things that I'm more inspired about. You know, I'm yeah. doing more consulting, mm-hmm. more mentoring, or kind of stuff and I guess
1: they say the plans are taken on a bit a bit more detailed uh, yeah uh, you know there's a lot more uh, method to the madness I think it was these are working well but let's 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 get what I do working a bit better let's, yeah let's really crafting things yeah. for the individual yep. uh, and
0: I'm really enjoying that so that so there's that factor yeah there's obviously the meditation factor yep. you know since I've I've come back from Perth mm-hmm. and I did that course with Dr. Dispenza the meditations have been longer and more focused and I'm yep. a bit more focused in that area yeah you Nutritionally, a couple of things are going on there. So I've been making a real conscious effort to chew my food more. It's digestion has been really good, and I really feel. And I'm starting to put this in the plans as well. Like. Christian Marie spoke about this at his seminar. It's the cephalic phase of digestion. It starts in the brain. Mm. You anticipate the food. The the loins. (laughs) The cephalic phase. The cephalic phase. (laughs) (laughs) One track mind (laughs) you, but um, you know you see your food. There are enzymes in the saliva start being produced rather than swallowing that chunk of meat, which has four or five sides to it, mm. mush it down into mm. a million different pieces mm. and then create more surface area mm. for that food yes. and let that <laughs> nutrient absorption go yeah. on. Basically, the more work you do in your mouth, the less yeah. work you have to do in your guts. Yeah, well. so, so I've been doing that. So that's a little bit different.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I guess the, the in a perfect world, you'd be actually preparing the meal uh, for each... You know, yes. I'm fortunate uh, you know, running the business online, uh, whenever I can, it will be. I'll cook the meal uh, fresh each time, and, mm. and I would agree that when I do do that, and and I sit down and actually, rather than shoveling down in between uh, uh, assessments, for example, Yep. yeah, notably different. It's notably different, yeah, and, and maybe because I've, I do have more time,
0: you know, less sessions, more time to myself. Yeah. I actually taking the time to eat mindfully. Yeah, I would say so. Mindfully, digestion's yeah. been really good. On the nutrition front, basically, as to increase my calories. Rather than generally increasing calories more evenly across the day, yeah. what I've done is I've, I've used what I'm calling, Rawdon surge meals. Mm. So two to three meals a week off the back of a succession of training sessions, whether yep. it's resistance or cardio, mm. I'm then having these increasingly more caloric-dense meals like decent big hits of carbs and fats. All in the one meal and i've been keeping them consistent but as the weeks have gone on i've just been increasing the caloric volume in these individual meals so my overall caloric intake for the week is going up yep. um
1: but it's coming from basically two to three larger sure. sittings. so if you were to add all your weekly calories up divided by seven then on a on a daily basis that would be overall up on what they were in the previous weeks but you're doing it a little more strategically the other
0: variable is the cardio. I'm doing basically some conditioning style sessions. They're not designed to burn calories. I'm doing them more for performance because I'm yeah. thinking about playing sport again next yep. year, doing some you know, shuttle runs, some sprints, things like that. It's not overly excessive, mm. um, but there seems to be some sort of Synergy going on. Uh, Christian tippitoe spoke about this in his seminar. He likes these neural charge workouts. We're just like these little, intense, short workouts. They don't deplete a lot of glycogen. They're not stressful. They don't have an elevated stress hormone response, but they just sharpen the nervous system, increase insulin sensitivity for that day. So there Mm. might be, maybe I'm utilizing the extra calories that I'm eating a little better with some of those sessions. It's a variable that I wasn't doing before. So Mm. I'll say that. And then from a training perspective, I'm doing uh, escalating density training. And so there's a few different methods to do it, but basically you pick two big compound movements, Mm -hmm. pick a weight that's a six RM, and then set 20 minutes on the clock and do two reps at that six RM weight back and forth and see how many sets you can get. Then next workout, you keep the same weight and you try and beat the amount of sets that you've done the previous workout so density of work of volume has been increasing over the course of the phase Mm. and i've been very mentally engaged with that style of training and i'm noticing once the that 20 minutes is on i'm in it fully focused and my num not my numbers because the the weight stays the same but the total volume that i'm performing in each workout is increasing week to week Mm. and i guess there's been a linear increase with calories as i've been increasing these surge meals as well which is coupled along with the
1: increased density of each workout so yeah i mean look if you if you were to break that down and uh look at what was driving this this newfound hypertrophy it's probably a combination of the body composition becoming a little leaner and revealing a little more muscle mass um and, and whether the conditionings play a uh, role in that i'd probably say it is but also, you, you're, you're ticking the overload box. So, yeah, yeah you're not overloading um, intensity or weight on the bar, but you're certainly progressing volume over time, which is volume is king with hypertrophy. Mm. So, you certainly, if you were to look a little deeper, you are ticking the, the, the boxes for um, whether hypertrophy is being achieved or not uh, in the classical sense. So, yeah, man, that makes sounds, sounds, uh, sounds good. I mean, it sounds horrible. Trying <laughs> to, it, when doubles sound good. But uh, anything with clocks and, and uh, beating the clock and uh, let you, you yeah know. leaves you cold. Well, yeah. You, you know. like to have you like well, to have a good two hours to yeah,
0: spread yourself yeah, out and lumber me, your way around, meander the gym around, yeah, yeah. a few reps
1: here, a rest <laughs> period or two here, <laughs> yeah. and a couple there. Very interesting.
0: Exactly. But um as is always the case with these things Roden, it's the synergy of all things exactly you know yeah 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 and definitely <laughs> being less stressed and more happy and you know
1: yeah something maybe
0: definitely, they just
1: um, a definitely something to be said about that which leads us into what you're going to fundamentally be presenting yes. so the stress you mentioned a few times there um, let's let's before we talk about what I'm gonna yep. talk about, mine will be boring facts and figures. Uh, but but yours is quite a, a an interesting one, and a, a m- maybe a stress from a different angle. Yes, yeah, so you're not saying stress fundamentally. I mean, now don't tell me you're you're gonna say stress is not bad. <laughs> it's the devil. <laughs> yeah, it's evil. It's cortisol, Umbilical it's body fat. It,
0: it's. Well, I mean, I'll have a look at that. And we can we can okay. ex- we can explore that. But mm-hmm. um, growth occurs. As the result of a stress, yes, a- and so there is this nice balance that needs to be found between you stress and distress. Yep, and what's working really well with these plans that I'm doing these days is looking out at, at, at someone's existence in their day, in their week, finding mm. the things that are causing distress. Yep, finding the areas of life which you uh, stress for them, things that they actually. Uh, in, should uh, embrace embrace and are inspired to do but do present little challenges yep. and trying to structure their life around optimizing all of these things yeah. and finding this balance and I will go through that at the end of my talk I'll do some case studies as to how I you take all the information from a, an initial consultation yeah. which I went through last seminar yep. and how to put that into a plan um, for a clientele so that'll be that. But going back to the start, Rodum, after Vinny has has looked at health and gut health and Luke has gone in, in,
1: into mechanisms of, uh, of compliance. And I guess there's going to be stress that we mentioned quite a few times there throughout Absolutely. those presentations. You're going to go through hard, fast numbers. Yeah. yeah. Talk about hypertrophy. Well, no stress has to be involved there. So all, all this kind of
0: stuff. I will then sort of step back a little bit and say, okay, let's have a look at stress as a whole. You stress, distress. Let's mm. have a look at the sympathetic nervous system, parasympathetic. Mm. Why does stress play the role that it does? And look mm. at the evolution of human beings. Because it's very interesting, Rawdon. Like, if you think about uh, when we were on the uh, the African savannah, mm. those individuals of the population who were more hypersensitive to their environment, who were able to scan and see predators and be sensitive. They were the people who actually survived. Survived, Now, the difference between the African savannah and the modern world is that African savannah, yeah, look, predators are around every now and then. Pockets of the day, they might pop up and you've got to be on your toes. But we are now surrounded 24-7 with stimulus. And, And so our brains are wired to be picking up on all this stimulus, to be looking for problems, scanning for predators, problems and stress. And and for some people, they're just absolutely overloaded Mm. with the environment. It comes from social media, the things we read, the news and stuff that we absorb before we even get to specific emails, work relationships, Uh colleagues so it makes sense that we are the way we are so i'll I'll go through that process we'll have a look at some of the physiology of stress as it relates specifically to fat loss Uh you know why does why do elevated cortisol levels reportedly store belly fat or you know why does it make fat loss so stubborn and hard when stress hormones are elevated i'll go through that and then most importantly mate, i'll start looking at how to deal with this yes how to break it down some of the interventions so that's that's what I uh, plan to do, and I'm going to come on last in the afternoon. So yeah. if there's only fifteen minutes for me to do my presentation, yeah. well, so be it. Well, you know, I'm going to go over. Yeah, so you're you're going to go over for sure. Perfect. Four p.m. the doors the doors <laughs> close, everyone's out. Well, everyone's out. out. So if you finish at three fifty-five, well, well, well sorry guys, yeah. <laughs> but
1: they will get plenty of printouts and handouts so they can, you know, review the notes thereafter. Yes. No problem. Yes. Well, that's absolutely uh, exciting to uh, because, uh, like I said to you when we were um, talking about what you were going to present before we went to air, mm. like. From the people telling me that have that have spoken with you, like I, I'm uh, mentoring one of the guys you just started to coach, Josh Creasy, shout out from UP Sydney, yep, uh, great facility, really took a turn for the better that place <laughs> down there. It's really a, a nice establishment down there in yeah. the city. I really yeah. love that place. It's uh, it's good, <laughs> but um, you're the stress guy because it's influenced your life so dramatically and we often mm. talk about this and it's getting a bit of a broken down record We keep saying but it's it's so <laughs> profound that yeah. h- how much it's affected you and to a degree me as well yes. I mean just uh, the environment's changed and the productivity and, and everything else has just organically fallen into place mm. um, whatever it is it's uh, your deeper knowledge and and. And all your uh, study that you seem I mean, albeit you did the Christian t- uh, Tippy Toe seminar, which was awesome, and you probably do a few others. But but if you were to really, what do you like, you know, going to um, sit mm. through? And I mean, it's, 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 it's these guys that are well-versed in the world of dealing with stress mm. and, and all this type of stuff, which I find absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, that's sort of, uh, we joked about, like, my demographic. It's like, well, no, no, you've got to. No, no, no stresses. You, you can't have a lifestyle of a normal person. You need to sort all that out. Then come and see me. So go maybe spend, say, this is what I'm telling you, for anyone who's listening, <laughs> six months with Tommy, get all the, everything sorted, then come and do six to uh, ten months with me and then Take we'll make the, the next level. Yeah, 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 so yeah, a couple yeah. of years training between the both of us. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mate, that's good for business. Yeah. I like what very you're going. Good, with. Very good, very <laughs> good. But, um, and, and, and I guess with what I'm going to talk about uh, at the seminar will be more from a um, facts and figures, what I, what I like to do with my Again, chosen demographic. Uh, you know, there's quite a comprehensive uh, uh, prerequisite list that, that uh, and one of the things that I do list is have a lifestyle that, that does actually allow them to prepare for a physique competition, mm. i.e., not doing uh, shift work and, and, and crazy hours and working three or four jobs. And mm, no, like you, sorry, you can't prep for a. So, as much as I will acknowledge that uh, the, the stress needs to be. A resolved and a and a and a managed so i can then apply the vast amounts of stress that i'm going to apply to mm-hmm. elicit the change that i want you know I don't um, uh, there's inherent things built into what I do which will you know uh, the GI distress and, 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 and sleep lack of sleep stress like there are things that are built into what I do or mitigate a lot of the stressful situations but anything that's above and beyond that I, I, I tend not to delve into it's, it's like sorry you don't you don't fit the criteria sure, yeah um, so and one actually did that like she had a, a different job and it's like okay I left my last job I'm, I'm, I freed up everything I'm, I'm now ready to commit I've structured my lifestyle I'm ready to go so even before we get we got started, you know, she had already done all that work. Still, not, obviously not as uh, in depth as what you're going to talk about with uh, with your presentation at the seminar, but basically changed her lifestyle so there was a m- much less stress mm. and everything that she could then fit in, the training schedule, and everything else could just be slotted into her lifestyle. So it was the perfect scenario. but guaranteed her results would be far better now that she's made those changes yeah, initially. Yeah, 100%. And you're going to give the guys, the, the attendees, a bit of a how-to in that regard. Yep. But what I'm going to look at, Tommy, is um, as much as uh, the, the, the stress and everything has to be controlled, training has to be this way, we can do this, do that. Um, at the end of the day... Um, in regards to what we were trying to do with the body composition, we'll come down to mastering or manipulating energy balance fundamentally. Um, Obviously, outliers and exceptions to the bell curve, there's gonna be some uh, situations where it's it's not uh, 100% the only factor that's uh, of significance, but I'm gonna basically talk about energy balance and how to manipulate it to uh, increase muscle mass, uh in you know in lieu of uh, improving fat loss yes and then also um how to manipulate uh, energy balance to uh, achieve the, the the fat loss into that specific date whether it be a competition or photo shoot and then all the factors in between basically yeah. is what i'm going to talk about
0: well now. why don't i just pick your brains on that a little bit we'll yeah, just man. let's chuck a couple of bones out there yeah. to the guy so yeah. energy balance is king for you rawdon looking at how you establish a starting point yeah. with a client. Um, yep. That's something that you've been big on for many years, even mm. before you really crafted your the Debois Bois method. method yeah, you always yeah. were very big on a need to have a baseline, baseline of, to, yeah. to work Somewhere with to people. Start. And so you're going to break down how you calculate your numbers, yep. how you get these uh, these um, TEFs and uh, REEs and all yeah. these kind of little Same acronyms. the food, yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to talk
1: about um, initially how to uh, create that Uh, I guess REE so resting energy expenditure and then TEE training energy expenditure Mm. and um, PAL physical activity level we'll we'll talk about but basically looking at uh, what constitutes that those numbers and um, in a nutshell uh, starting BMR so what you would uh, require to pretty much lie in a hospital bed all day long and then you have to multiply that by um Various factors, which is your PAL, physical activity level, but also um, thermic effective food has to be factored in. It takes energy to to break energy down, Mm -hmm. basically. So it's it's, uh, resting BMR plus uh, thermic effect, TEF, plus um, NEAT, so your non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, plus uh, additional physical activity, uh, actual exercise. So that would be on a training day. Then on a non-training day would just be those numbers. So BMR plus TEF plus... So uh, your physical activity level on that given day. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about what numbers uh, I start with and what I multiply to get the, the various numbers mm. uh, in line with, with my style of programming, which is very hypertrophy specific. It's not a, a strength uh, right. session in any way, shape or form. It's no. very glycogen dependent. Um, anaerobic glycolysis so breaking down uh, stored glycogen using it as an energy substrate so not your, uh, think not your short uh, sub 15 second set so I'm talking 15 to a couple of minutes type duration of sets um, that style of training uh, a longer workout and, and I guess the, the caloric requirements or energy requirements to fuel mm. that what mm. I deem in inverted commas um, that m- uh, maximal hypertrophy style of, of, of training and program long yeah. workouts all that type of stuff. So that's what I'm gonna start with. And, and this moves as nicely,
0: segues as nicely into the next point, Rawdon because for you, fat loss is still hypertrophy. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Well, exactly. of course you know what I mean. This yeah. is, but, for our listeners. To you. but for our listeners, even though this is a fat loss seminar, you're going to have to spend some time yep. talking about the mechanics of hypertrophy, Dotting how eyes. that relates to fat loss, because once the fat loss process
1: begins, mm. it's still essentially hypertrophy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and um anytime we uh, lose any amount of muscle mass, it's, uh, it's at a detriment of, of the ability to lose body fat. Mm. So I guess give them a bit of a, a how-to, to, um, the considerations in regards to to, uh, uh, I guess, frequency, uh, volume, um, the drivers of hypertrophy, things you want to consider when you're designing a hypertrophy program.
0: And you went through this in big detail last seminar, so this is going to be more of an overview, uh, review,
1: more layman's terms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I I guess I covered a lot in that first seminar, but my my interest in further education has been around that, so Mm. um, in another uh, how many weeks before we present, uh, I think uh, I'll have a decent grasp on the different drivers, so that'd be really cool to um, to give a. a, 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 a th- I guess the, the points that matter. Yep. Other things are going on, and it's very very complex. The process of the, uh, this anabolic cascade and the the paracrine or autocrine system, and blah blah blah. Like <laughs> all this stuff is is really cool, but we don't really need to know. What What are the basics that we need yep. to know? How do we elicit that? Uh, hypertrophic response on, on a given muscle group uh, then how much do we how often do we try that, train that muscle group uh, to optimize hypertrophy yeah. a week and how much volume you know I'm a beginner I'm an intermediate advanced like how many sets can we, can we design so rather than um, I guess m- my whole thing is uh, with program rather than having a cool program which probably fits the parameters, if we broke it down, it's okay, like 6 12 25. Okay, we've got some mechanical tension, metabolic stress there, and some exercise induced muscle damage. Great, we've got all the variables. Of, but of. Let's have a look at and we do well, the same workout a couple times a week. Great, we've got a frequency of two times a week. Uh, we add all the sets up. Oh, the volume is pretty good. Uh, this this worked well, this program, but it didn't work well because it was a 6 12 25. It worked well because it ticked the box of mechanical tension at uh, X amount of volume over a given week. Mm. Metabolic stress, so these things that drive hypertrophy. What I want to try and do is it explain that yeah we can know these cool programs and wave loading and and heavy lights and all this sort of stuff but it's not because it's a heavy light it's not because it's a wave load that it's working well it's because it's inducing this uh in the within the body it's disrupting the homeostasis in these these ways and this is what's driving hypertrophy and if you understand that then you're you're you well, you know, the programming world is your oyster. You can yes. design whatever you want, and yep. it can stand up to anyone's criticism because it's well, hold on, look, look, it's got total this many sets per week. They're an intermediate athlete. I've got mechanical tension working between 60 and 85 percent of one RM here. I've got metabolic stress here between 50 and 60 percent. Blah 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 blah. Yep. So, when you understand the fundamentals, then you can you can. And that, that I think, is um, I'm sidestepping here a little bit, but that, I think, is. Everyone can write a cool program. We all know that any program will work well. Mm. But then write me a cool one after that that's going to improve on what I just did in that program and then give me another program that will advance my physique beyond that last one, not maintain, and then give me another program after that and and after that and after that and and an entire periodization model you know that's where yes. i think some of us fall down it's like we can write it, then well and, and what do we change from program to program yep. like and then i'll sort of just rattle off the basics so you at least have a decent grasp on how what to look for with hypertrophy then how to vary each program
0: okay and then obviously what you'll do is go through your energy balance manipulation Correct. that you go through a hypertrophy phase uh-huh. and then into the fat loss phase. Yep. So I'm going to go give
1: them a bit of a blueprint on how to uh, progress energy and then uh, reduce energy, correct, Yeah. week by week.
0: And this is going to be worth, I think, worth the price <laughs> of the of the seminar for this, Roden, because you're basically going to map out a six-month periodization yes. template 16 in weeks, regards to energy balance. In regards to energy balance, mm-hmm. sixteen weeks of hypertrophy, then into sixteen weeks of fat loss. Your basic yeah. um, energy balance manipulation. Correct. Given all
1: things being equal over yeah. that period. And, of time and, and when cardio comes in, and if it needs to come in, and all that type of stuff. So um, basically, yeah. At the very least, if you followed this, the individual should get in pretty good shape. Yeah.
0: And then um, with the Q and A that goes on thereafter. I guess one of the first things I'll be asking is, well, that's all cool, Rorden, but what happens when it doesn't work? Yeah, you know, exactly. What, what happens when we get a fat loss plateau? What do we do? Y- yeah, yeah. And 100%. What's that, contributing to that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to yeah. talk about... Um you know the the, the things like uh, actual compliance, whether the individual is actually following the plan, whether you you, know, you may think they are, they may think they are, but if you were to break it down and actually put a put a uh, <laughs> GoPro in their noggin and and record what they did, and it's like holy moly! And I give them a few examples of of my athletes, even with uh, my strict. Uh, criteria and, and and you know weekly updates and, and check-ins and, and, and picks and posing and everything else that Im- is involved in a week how it can still slip through the cracks talk about that but also um, what I think is, is pretty much the key fundamental I'll talk about metabolic damage and how it doesn't exist um, I will also talk about what I think the, the, the big factor is in, 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 well the fundamental this is pretty much it, it's the reduction in non-exercise activity, mm. meaning the more fatigued we get the body will just do heaps of cool shit to make you move less and less and uh (laughs) and you expend less and less energy and it's like um you know what came first chicken or the egg is it is it uh you're moving less because you have less energy or is the metabolism down regulating because you're moving less yeah, you know what I mean. It's and it's probably the latter of the two. You're just moving less, so the so the metabolic rate will slow down. But if you keep your uh, non-exercise activity, and I'm going to give you some cool ways to, to track it and and to keep it in, in track for the duration of the of the preparation, so or mitigate, albeit the body becomes more efficient, and what once burnt 300 calories will burn 100. So we have to. There's some key fundamentals that we have to comprehend, and things will get hard. But, uh, but I'm going to give them uh, a bit of an insight into what I do and things to look for. So, mm. yeah, but basically tackle the, the, the fat loss plateau head on and, um, and, and, and also talk about energy balance manipulation because it's all going to come back at the end. Uh, hence, the energy balance is key and tie it all in at the end and, and um, it should all make sense. Mm. Um, so, that's yeah, that's, I'm really excited about that one. And it, it is something that, as, as, as you know, I'm, I'm quite passionate about and... Um, yeah I'm not afraid to take energy <laughs> uh, to the extremes, to the extremes yeah. you yeah. know and 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 this is where you and I differ and we've had yeah. this for our listeners we've had this discussion where yeah but it's it's just really really unpleasant and and they feel horrible when they do it and and it's just it's just not good for the body you know yeah. you're you're starving the you basically starving them like it's it's just i i will I, do it like I'll do it a little bit but I hate it I don't like it and I'm yeah. like no oh, man embrace it you know this is what compre it's all about and yep. um the, you know, the main difference with what i do is i put numbers on it you know whereas others will just take food away and they're not eating much yeah well i take food away and and then i factor things in so you can see that you're actually only eating 700 calories in that last week you know whereas others will not necessarily track it so it's just yeah i'm not eating much i'm eating this and yeah well i just put numbers on everything yeah. so we can see what's going on and so it can be replicated time and time again yes. So, um, yeah, that's going to be my presentation and uh, a bit of an insight into what I do energy balance-wise and um, those considerations, uh, why a plateau occurs, hypertrophy, uh, I's dotted, T's crossed, and, um, you know, what to focus on, I guess, uh, when you are looking at hypertrophy and how that's integral in the loss process. And then at the start, I'll uh, intro energy balance, what it's all about and, and how to create those initial starting numbers, so uh, it should be pretty cool, mate. It's going to be great. And by the time
0: you've done all of that, there'll be very little time mate. left in the day for me. This, and, and this is <laughs> working out really well,
1: <laughs> and you'll be the one asking the question. Oh yes, just do one more question. One more just question. I'll have to do a, a Coach Howard <laughs> response. That's a good question, Tom. <clears throat> Let me just throw it out there. What's yeah. everyone's opinion on this question that Tom just asked? Yeah, very good. So, uh, um,
0: but to start it all, obviously, it's going to be Luke and Vinny. Yep. So, mate, I think we've gone on enough. Why don't we get those boys in the studio and? hear firsthand yeah. what they're going Straight from do. the horse's mouth. Yes. Well, Roden, it's that time again where Mate. we're approaching...
1: We put it off for as long as we possibly could. Yes. Now yeah. it is at the end of the month, isn't it? Like it's still a fair way away.
0: Uh, well, yeah, but by the time this goes to air it's Ooh. probably going to be a little bit closer than uh, we uh, would have We can't have push it off
1: into a month, another month? Maybe... Uh, yeah. Push it back a little further, or it's, it's going to happen.
0: But the wheels are in motion. There is another, mm. a second under-the-bar seminar, a fat loss-specific... Mm seminar yes so that's what we're going to do we've got the four amigos back again Yourself, myself dr (laughs) vinesh and uh lucid Uh, four uh, stooges i was going to (laughs) say but yeah
1: four four amigos is good
0: and what we're going to do is construct a day of learning and q a Mm. uh, around Mm. uh, that topic of fat loss Mm. focusing in on all of our individual skill sets yes
1: so we, we we're in the studio we've got the we've got the boys yep Go balls deep into their topics. Yeah, so we can oh, A little foreplay. Yeah. We're not going to give too much away. <laughs>
0: yes, a little, you prepared a little, to do some foreplay, a boys? Foreplay, all right. Mm. Very good. Uh, Vinny, welcome back to the studio, mate. Good to have you in here.
2: Thank you very much. Good to be here. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, mate, that is super tinny, isn't it? Super tinny.
0: Now, Vinny, look, one of the first things that you uh, deal with with almost all clientele that you see, whether it's fat loss specific or some sort of general health uh, issue, is um, looking at the gut. And mm. what you're going to focus on in the presentation is basically gut health mm. and, and how that relates to fat loss and the various mm. mechanisms at play there.
2: Yeah, um, what I'm going to be talking about is how either imbalance or overgrowth of, of bacteria in both the small and large bowel mm. um, can directly impact on, on fat loss or ability to lose, lose weight um, via a mechanism where it inf- affects the intestinal permeability. so it it increases the intestinal permeability or causes what's uh, commonly known as a leaky gut and some of the listeners might have heard of that Mm. and then after that when that happens how that then leads to a cascade of events and inflammation which can then be a a big barrier to fat loss
1: this is yeah, this is fascinating, Vinny, because uh, we, we're we familiar with this concept. It's uh, those that are, I mean, I don't want to say a little more savvy in the industry, but but those that are uh, uh, maybe uh, have been exposed to the, the functional uh, side of uh, body composition and uh, general health, I suppose, would be familiar with the, the significance of the gut, but a lot aren't. And uh, we actually just uh, we, we we threw a, put you on the spot and said, "Well, Vinny, what what do you reckon the numbers are, just of society as a whole, that that probably do have some uh, mani- manifestation of, of, of gut issues in this leaky gut scenario?" And you rattled off, I think it was you know just a uh, you know an arbitrary number, but uh, seventy probably 80 70, percent walking around.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, no, and I was just going to say um, when you answer that, uh, and, and the the, <laughs> the reality is most. Uh, don't actually know that they have an issue, and uh, they're just existing in a world that uh, that they know no different they don't know no difference you know like it and and the, the the crazy thing is it can be symptom free
2: yeah the, um one of the main things I have difficulty with my with my patients is trying to explain the concept that you can have no gastrointestinal symptoms whatsoever but mm. still be experiencing the consequences of food intolerance and the inflammation that is caused in the gut at a low level can then affect other parts of the body as well and it's trying to get people out of a mentality that uh, problems that are, you know, that are in other parts of the body um, yep. don't necessarily originate from that part of the body, they originate yeah. from the gut. Yes, yeah, so
0: we spoke before and, and one thing you will touch on is that link between gut health and brain health mm. and, and is that what you're alluding to
2: there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, we, when, we, when we've developed a leaky gut, for the reasons I'll go into in the seminar, uh, the inflammation that's generated from that can then extend to the blood-brain barrier, and you can affect get what's called a leaky brain. And then, Ooh. if you generate inflammation in the brain, what's called neuroinflammation, that can then affect your your you know your thinking, your memory, your your overall performance, your energy levels, and food choices as well. And it starts to affect appetite. And yeah. you
1: mentioned uh, there's an impact of leptin there as well. And I think our listeners uh, would remember the and, and Tom, you're very experienced with the leptin ghrelin. There's still a little <laughs> thorn in your side that yes. one, but. But the leptin, obviously, that's our um, satiating uh, hormone, lets us know when we've had enough energy. But you're suggesting that, uh, you know, <laughs> that some of these individuals that keep eating and eating and um, eating, you know, don't have this uh, this signal like a, a, a healthy functioning gut, um, you know, get the signal to stop eating and mm. and I've got enough energy on board. Cool, uh, get on with our day. So that's a another interesting angle there, Vinny.
2: Yeah, and it all boils down to the fact that if you don't fix the gut. And you don't yep. you don't take measures to do that, then that that's that sure key to it. People go, what do I do about leptin you know, signaling yeah. problems? And sometimes it can, be, it can be a genetic component, but you have to go back to basics and go, where is the uh-huh. origin of the problem? And start to, I mean, it's actually difficult to test sometimes as well, which I'll come on to in, in the seminar. And you know, there's no definitive way of actually testing it. You have to just go back to basics, try and seal off the gut barrier, yep. um, you know, reduce the hyperactive immune system behind it, mm-hmm. and and take it from there with trial and error after that. And and obviously with all of the exercise and everything along with it. You mm. slowly see improvements in people's yeah. um, leptin sensitivity and their and their and their weight control. Okay, mm-hmm. well, one
0: that we we'll come back to you, Vinny, lucid Luke. We've got you in here, mate. Now, leptin is going to be one oh, of the, the key factors nice that you'll be covering. Segue, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, oh, very good, for silky smooth. Um, <laughs> oh. In your presentation, yep. what what will the angle be that you're taking with leptin, mate? So,
3: leptin's that overall master signaler that controls a whole bunch of things and so it goes into affecting your behaviors uh, around food around exercise uh neat all that kind of stuff and so basically i want to look at some of the main factors that are going to affect your leptin sensitivity and uh you know there's a few there but i think the ones we want to hit on the most are probably the uh, inflammation side of things which is obviously really related to that gut health Um, but there's some other factors in there as well the quality of the diet and and that kind of stuff stress even overall energy intake and body fatness can affect it and so I want to go into the pathways that are specifically affected by that Mm. and then of course we have the um, which we were discussing a little bit before is uh, excess lipid accumulation in the cell Ah. and so you know, when when those fatty acids are being transported to your cells to be oxidized in the mitochondria, if we have a sort of backup in that in that queue to get oxidized, we can actually decrease our insulin sensitivity and our leptin sensitivity. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things going on there that I'd like to hit on in the seminar.
0: That's a very interesting concept, and I guess one of the things that's always confused me with leptin is that I understand it's produced from the from the fat cells, and I understand roughly what it's designed to do in the brain to tell us, you know, if we've eaten enough or if we didn't, and, and so it, it kind of it's a bit counterintuitive as to why someone who gets, you know, is increasingly getting fatter, yeah. is having this issue with a hormone that's designed to stop them from actually
3: from that happening yeah. do you yeah, know what I mean exactly yeah. well I mean the, the I think this surprised researchers initially as well because they first discovered this yeah. hormone and they played around with uh, injecting it into mice and these mice got really lean and it was like holy shit I think this we've got great. a wonder drug yeah. for obesity now yeah. and of course it didn't work in humans and the issue is at the receptor level the issue is that the receptor is not recognizing the hormone itself, right? Mm. So that's where our leptin sensitivity is the big ticket and that's what we're gonna focus on a little bit uh, with the factors I just spoke about.
0: Yeah, and, and from your perspective, Luke, are there things that we can actually do with you know, quality of food or nutrition that can enhance leptin sensitivity?
3: Yeah, 100%. And, and so you know, it's not just necessarily the, you know, there's a, a potential inflammatory response produced by the food that you do eat, especially if it's really refined. Mm. Um, and especially if you're eating a really refined carbohydrate and and high fat together in the same meal Um, but there's also some stuff you can do to mitigate the, uh, the inflammatory response such as having you know antioxidants and and plant nutrients in there as well. Yep. So there's some strategies you can introduce there yeah, that cool. can really help dampen that inflammatory response and then improve your leptin signalling.
0: Okay, um, so in terms of the the inflammation, uh, the, the, well just inflammation in general. Mm. Vinnie, um, obviously the leaky gut you've mentioned and and how that can downstream affect lead to neuroinflammation. Mm. Well, if we come back to the root of the issue, what what's actually what, what's happening with with leaky gut?
2: So what's happening is that. Usually the, the 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 gut lining is uh, has is lined with cells that are tightly grouped together and, mm. and it's n- nothing can get through that barrier because of tight junctions. Yeah, tight junctions. <laughs> 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 I don't make it too complex but yeah.
1: uh, No, I'm a doctor. <laughs> we can we can converse like this.
2: Because yeah. essentially the guts the outside of the body from top to bottom so. Yes. so yeah, and that and
1: concept I love. Just sorry man, yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's weird. It's actually outside the body.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. And so um because it's one of the you know the primary interface has been outside and inside a lot m- much of our immune system lies directly behind the gut lining so when we have problems with the leaky gut when you know inflammatory foods and gut bacteria start opening those tight junctions up and you get this leaking um undigested food proteins and also toxins like luke was saying um yeah. make their way through that barrier and the first thing that your body will do like it will do with any infectious challenge attack. will be to make a will attack it and it'll make yeah. an antibody to it and it's that it's that joining together of, you know, um, antigen and antibody that will create, will generate that inflammatory response, much like yeah. it does when you have a virus and you, you breathe it in in the air in the winter yeah. and you make antibodies towards that virus, you then generate all of the inflammation which causes the runny nose and the pus and everything. And the same thing is happening generally. That's what that's what the inflammatory process is that's been triggered. in yeah. that and case. Then, and then
1: the the, the, <laughs> the, c- the catch with that is anytime you eat that food thereafter, it has yeah. a, and an inflammatory exactly. response. Exactly, and,
2: and what happens as, as the leakage becomes worse you start reacting to different foods because, like, you know, a, ah, be- a vegetable cross, might make its way through. And, yeah, and you get cross-reactivity and you have this, this bizarre situation where you haven't made any uh, dairy antibodies, but if you've got gluten antibodies, they can recognize the dairy as gluten and react in exactly the same way and that becomes more difficult yeah. then.
1: Yeah, this, this is... Uh, I, I don't know where I, um, who told me this one, but I think I might have read it or something, but that's where, um, you know, like, uh, simple things like drinking coffee can become an issue where... It's not the coffee per se that's the issue. It's the fact that it, it got cross-contamination. It, yeah. When the leaky gut was present, then it was into the bloodstream. And then it, it also got associated as uh, something foreign. And then every time you drink coffee, you have a, an inflammatory response and you're under the toilet. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating world
2: No, I, mean, I went to a seminar a couple of weeks ago. There, were, there was someone from America speaking. He, he was saying that there's a bizarre concept that you can have celiac disease of the brain without actually having celiac disease of the gut. For the reasons that Why? we just mentioned, because you know, the, as I said, that inflammatory process can then move into the blood brain barrier into the brain. You can have antibodies present in the brain, that cross-reacting with other proteins. You know that um, without any gut symptoms. You know, yeah.
1: this is absolutely mind-boggling, yeah. uh, Tommy. And we made a joke this morning. We all, actually, I think, we all mutually. Cam came in and said, "What a what a miserable uh, train ride!" In you know, everyone looks like they're in this, you know, uh, hating life. And and when you think about it. You know, maybe they do feel really, really crappy, and it maybe it's a simple, well, not a simple matter, but but the, this prevalence of this leaky gut, maybe they they do genuinely feel like crap most yeah. of the time, mm-hmm. and they're they're surly in the morning, and they, they they're they're not loving life, but but maybe you know there really is. Not, it does need to be a fundamental awareness in regards to gut health and this concept of in, uh, intestinal permeability and, 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 and leaky gut mm. and um, Luke and I actually acknowledge there was a show on SBS this week that, that went to air and it was a uh, some sort of doctor or professor talking about, about the gut and, and the, the connection with the brain and the, uh, there seems to be more I guess, specialists or professionals spooking the same information. It seems to be getting a...
0: Starting a to a get a bit more air time. I- yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. the old
1: food pyramid. We're changing it. Slowly. But, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, guys.
0: And so I gather that if, you, if we go back again to the start and if this leaky gut is, you know, the, these tight junctions are being forced open mm. by bad bacteria or whatever it is, it's probably coming down to food choices. Uh, Luke, with um, some of the stuff that you're going to cover on leptin, that's closely linked to the actual nutritional decisions that, that people are going to make and, and that imbalance can actually drive poor eating habits?
3: Yeah, definitely. It, it's kind of this weird cycle because you, you start making poorer decisions based on your brain chemistry and, and not to get too much into uh, neurobiology and free will and, and all this kind of stuff. But, uh <laughs> essentially you do get this inclination of um, you know having things like cravings desiring uh, more energy dense foods and perhaps lower quality foods as a result mm. when you have this inflammatory response going on and so it gets into this cycle where you want more of the stuff that's causing the inflammation you know so yeah. it's it's kind of hard to break that but your yeah. leptin is signaling is just getting worse and worse and worse and it's causing you to have, make worse and worse decisions yeah
1: tell me luke uh just uh and our listeners will know that I occasionally eat a meal off plan, <coughs> custard <laughs> bath. But whenever I do do that, like the next day, I, I mean, I am pining for that. Like, I legitimately, whatever I don't eat on that night, I've got to empty the house of all that. Otherwise, I will be sitting there on mm. the laptop working, and then I'll be looking at the cupboard, sitting <laughs> there, looking at the cupboard. Fuck, up, eat it, get yep. back down, work. They go eat some more. Like, it's. Mm. Can, it, can it be that immediate where the signaling is screwed the the like the for the period art like uh, or heightened because the the cravings are insatiable like it's it's bizarre like Mm. one day earlier i was fine you know didn't no f's given in regards to but then as soon as i ate that meal it was like bam i just want more and more yeah i mean
3: it can definitely be like like that that way that immediate and then that profound but it's one of those things as well where it's such a complex thing Mm. Um, You know, when we're talking about, I just mentioned the word neurobiology, um, but it's basically the study of like, okay, we have these biochemical things happening in the brain, but there's also behavioral stuff going on, you know, uh, let's say you you, uh, have a certain affinity for apple pie because whenever you're upset when you're a kid, your mom used to bake your favorite apple pie. Mm. It's this really complex thing and there's social situations and habituation and all this stuff, but you know that stuff is really difficult to control that psychology but yeah. what we what we can do is we can try and get a handle on that biochemical stuff like you know, if you can get a basic handle on your diet, you can manage some of these pathways that yeah. we're going to go into. Yeah, you know that gives you the best possible shot of making the best decision. look mm. you
0: know? Luke, uh, t- tell me. And I know you, you sort of shy away from the neurobiology, which is funny because you're a neuroscientist. Yeah, <laughs> um, maybe you just don't want to bring it up in this context. But when that's happening, are they actually uh, the apple pie? Is there a neural pathway to apple pie? Is that yeah, what's its yeah. physical? Yeah, the, well, there's brain a there's,
3: there's going to be particular cells that correspond to that memory. Yeah. And those cells might have a connection to the reward center in the brain as well. Yeah. You know, so they're all kind of connected. And it's it, like it's cocaine. Like you, yeah. If you did a study, yeah, it would be like, like cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar, cocaine. It's the same. Yeah, yeah, Apple yeah. Apple pie, cocaine.
0: And would you say that in general, a you know, a personality type is basically the product of the brain chemistry and, and, and what's going on? Yeah, well, I
3: mean, that's the argument, right? And it's it's this tough thing because we are so... Uh, influenced by our brain chemistry and it's one of those things where it's like if you've got certain personality traits and you put together a certain way then you know we can pretty much predict your behaviors Mm. and and there's actually really fascinating research that's questioning this idea of free will because if you hook someone up to a brain imaging machine and you ask them to make a decision the researchers will be able to look at the way their brain patterns are firing and tell you what Decision you're going to make before you even know you've arrived at that decision. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's quite profound, and it's this weird thing of like, well, do we have free will or don't we, or like, what's so going on there? You know. We're, we're, so you're suggesting we're all wired a certain way, and it's just, I think so. The decision
1: is just due to our. our well, brain I think you have. A, you can pathways. have a really
3: high degree of predictability based on certain factors. You know, yeah. Based on your chemistry. And you still have to make the decision at the end of the day. You know, yeah. I think that's where we're at. It's not a case of like, oh, well, you know, I'm just addicted to food, so I guess I'm just, just going to give up. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, you've got to give yourself the best possible shot. That's, that's right. The thing.
0: And there may be, uh, you know, people are able to commit to a diet or nutrition plan for a certain amount of time yes Uh, if that certain amount of time was managed properly Mm. then the the that driving desire to then breach it might be mitigated to some degree if you you figure out some of these leptin signaling things and reduce inflammation and whatever else. and i think i
3: think the science is strong enough for us to now move on that yeah whereas some of the other stuff's a little bit like oh this is pretty complex, you know. Mm-hmm. But we can definitely move on that leptin signaling stuff and make a profound difference. Yep. Yeah. And
2: there, there is an um, interesting, like, emerging field called functional neurology, um, wh- where now there's th- it's thought maybe that there's ways to... Um, retrain and reactivate certain po- or activate parts of the brain that never were activated in the first place and sort of try to change these behaviors and make make the brain learn new things or mm. override old, old habits so and, I mean, and
0: this is i think we were talking about this the other day vinnie this is not not so much a, a traditional medical approach no, no. this is
2: it's, a, it's an unconventional which doctory. which well yeah.
0: it's le- it's doing physical things like learning skills and stuff to to get yeah. the brain working is that I mean, what
2: yeah absolutely i mean as i said it's, an, it's early stages and i mean I'm, I'm not sure about any of the evidence behind it but i know that this there's a lot of work going on in america and other places as well where they've been working with people with post-traumatic stress and and brain injury and and kids with behavioral disorders where they've been working you know Mm. and even older people with neurodegenerative disorders who um you know who've had no joy with the you know the other conventional methods and um, that's for all the research
1: (laughs) i mean it's it's absolutely fascinating We're, we're enjoying ourselves immensely talking about all this stuff but let's think about all the hurdles that uh, general popular they got the leaky gut working against them screwing yeah. things up they got this you know this uh, neural pathways that are potentially working against them when you think about it it is if some more than others really do have a lot of challenges to maintain a, a what we would deem a healthy lifestyle and a, a healthy body composition mm. so uh, I know you know society sort of oh look they're a, you know they're obese you know how dare they put the keep putting that food in the mouth you know you show some uh, some self will and and self control mm. but the reality is it might you know when when you're talking about neurochemistry and stuff like this I mean that's all free will it's it's out of their control yeah I, you yeah. know what I mean there's this impulsion. Uh, seafood and eat it seafood Mm. diet basically Mm, you know it's uh, crazy and
0: you know I guess as personal trainers quite often we come into contact as coaches Mm -hmm. we come into uh, direct contact with those kinds of people that, that need that want help and assistance and I think probably what I felt we did a pretty good job with in the first seminar was actually um Presenting some some concepts and saying this is how you can actually rationalise to your client and start to explain what's going on here. And with all of this stuff, if you're dealing with an individual like that, if you can sit down and have a conversation mm. based off some of this content and mm. dumb down leptin uh, and and dumb down what's going on in their gut mm. and um, present it to the client in a way which is, you know, convincing enough and understandable enough for yeah. them to say, okay, you know, maybe I need to start making a few changes an awareness that yeah. that's where the process has to actually start yeah um, and so i'd like to think that we can we can do that for attendees again so that yeah. um they can come away with a, a deeper knowledge around these issues but but if yeah. there's some method behind this science that they mm. can take away and start educating their clients yeah. with then that's uh that's that would be i think our primary goal yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah very exciting I think I might have pen and paper out for this one as well. Oh, Just so. in case I, I don't get ever work with someone that's a complete robot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah very true. Mm. And so what we're going to do, boys, on the day, we'll obviously have a little bit of a, an intro to that topic. Yep. Um, each of us will go through some slides, and then we're going to open it up We'll have questions for each other that we're, yep. that we're going to think about. What do we really want to know about that topic? Yeah, and then anyone and, and,
1: and that'll be influenced by what we feel most. Of the attendees will want to know as well, not yeah. just uh, yeah. purely what we want to know. So and some then, nice general questions.
0: That's right. And then for attendees, they can then fire questions away. Yeah. So it's an opportunity to, to pick these guys' brains, which yeah, is a um, panel. You know, which uh, is a rare and mm. a valuable opportunity. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So really looking forward to it. Now cool. we've spoken about it. I wasn't at the start. It was a bit of cortisol. <laughs> yeah, but uh, now I'm pumped. It, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be exciting.
0: Sounds good. All right, boys. Well, thanks for that. Any final
2: words, Vinny? No, just I'm really looking forward to it, and I'll see everybody soon. <laughs> 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 thanks, <laughs> especially <laughs> the ladies. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Lucid, anything from you? Uh,
3: I echo Vinny's sentiments. Mm, yeah, good. Very, very nice. <laughs> now,
1: now for our for our attendees, we're going to have the uh, the Viking braid at the back. Look, or a man bun what are we going to do
3: I think we might go with the braid Uh, I can't do it myself yet so I have to ask my wife and see if she's able to do it your new
1: improved wife that's right (laughs) with the haircut (laughs) we can have the same hairstyle a nice little bob well similar
3: colour yeah true
1: similar colour
0: awesome alright good work boys. boys thanks for coming in looking forward to it Mate, Mate, we don't have to. I don't even have to prepare anything. Uh, I mean, yes, we call it an under the bar seminar, but we could just get those boys in just to do their thing.
1: The bells and whistles that they're going (laughs) to provide, we really don't have to say much at all. Thank God.
0: Mate, what a really interesting concept that Luke brought up about that uh, lipid accumulation around the uh, around the cells, actually clogging
1: up the sensitivity Mm, mm, to mm. to leptin and insulin and these sorts of things.
0: Like that's uh, that's fascinating. Yeah,
1: there's there's a lot more under the hood that's happening that does make the process much harder for some individuals and uh, I think you know Luke is really going to go balls deep into that one yep. as, as much as I might say we well, suck it up you know maybe there's uh, maybe there's more to it, more than, to it than, going than what on. we give credit to and um, we don't want to get too doom and gloom with it Rawdon mm. but uh, mm. as
0: Vinny was suggesting there's People walking around there with all sorts of gut issues. that well, don't, they don't have issues, mate. They, they don't, they have, don't issues, have symptoms. But it might not manifest any symptoms. It yes. could be, you know, a neural inflammation or the stuff
1: mate. happening in the brain. It's mate, uh, I think Vinny's just fishing for some extra business, <laughs> you know. It's like, hey, everyone's got yeah. a problem. you got to come and see me. And see yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. D- here's my card. <laughs> but all jokes aside, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty mm. uh, significant concept to grasp and understand. Yeah. So uh, food for thought for everyone with uh, with his presentation. Yeah. And, uh, I'm definitely going to be paying attention. And, of course, yours with the stress, that's fascinating. But uh, also, we uh, we alluded to at the start a, a new venue that we're uh, sealing the deal. We're actually, when we leave the studio today, we're going to go check the, just put the finishing touches on where yeah. we do that. But it looks like we'll have coffee and tea provided all day long, some nice comfy chairs in the heart of the city, uh, a real swanky uh, presentation room, yeah. nice PA system, uh, some fruit. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to have uh, everything at the fingertips and everything provided. Yeah, it's going to be to end all seminars <laughs> there can be only one we can retire for this yes. one
0: the first yeah. one we thought there's still a few loose ends there well, loose right, ends. we'll send out the survey yeah. we'll get it on this one we're going to do it and yeah, that's, that's it, it. last yeah, go last with a bang boom so Saturday the 29th of July go to underthebarpodcast.com to secure your tickets and uh, you know we would love to see you there yeah awesome